So everybody's back to work today. It was kind of a mixed bag as to whether, I mean, some people were off. A lot of businesses weren't closed for President's Day yesterday. Right. Sure was quiet around here, though, yesterday, mm-hmm. huh? I think we were the only people in the building. That's okay. That was fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Kind of different. Uh, especially, you don't get to dress for work like that every day, do you? Mm. <laughs> casual, casual, casual. Sam always finds the new eats. He's the food dude. Uh, you want to go fast food or grocery store? I don't care. Yeah, start fast food. Why not? Fast food. McDonald's, you may have heard this one. They're taking cheeseburgers out of their Happy Meals within yeah, I heard the that. next year or so. Why? Uh, well, actually, they're just taking the cheese off the burger and only making uh, a hamburger available because of the calories and all that that the cheese adds to the happy meal yeah but that's the happy and the happy meal for and, me and they're also uh rem- they're they're going to cut down the size of the fries to be a smaller order of fries for when when you get like the six piece chicken nugget and the yeah. happy meal well but you can already get the fruit i mean you can always get apples right yeah you well, can get is, apples instead and they're good apples. this is what they're gonna i guess advertise and offer you now if you want the cheeseburger you can always say hey i, I would like a cheeseburger but they're not okay. going to o- offer it as standard one of the standards yeah okay so you can always do that but you're right murphy i mean everything at mcdonald's has to have cheese on it as yeah. far as i'm concerned yeah when i see cheeseburger i'm smiling already yeah. Some people can't eat cheese. Dairy. I know. Hello. I get that. And I a mean, hamburger is almost as happy. Even during Lent, the filet of fish. What does it have on it? Cheese. cheese. Right. Okay. Ah, okay. Uh, Subway. You might like this one, Jody. Subway is now going to start off offering croissants for uh, breakfast. Did you know how now? Oh, yeah. now they have they flatbread. Have, they have the flatbreads yeah. and the wraps. I love flatbreads. Uh, they're testing out croissants. Croissant. 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 You yeah. should be able to say this. Your kids go to a French immersion school. No, they're checking out the croissants, and okay. uh, they're going to start offering Crescents. those. Yeah, <laughs> so you can get whatever you usually get on the flatbread on the croissant. Nice. Quickly in the grocery store, Sriracha is now selling uh, Sriracha sticks. You know you know how they come in the liquid? Yeah. Well, now it's going to be a stick, kind of like a cinnamon stick. Yeah. You can just throw in whatever you're cooking, and it'll evaporate. Oh, nice. Nice. Look That's that easy. One. I that like should it. should be in the grocery store soon, uh, if not in the next month or so. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. First one of the morning, is it true that Lisa Marie Presley is broke? And how can she what? be broke with what Elvis's estate makes every year? Coming up next hour, Jody's got the reason that bronze medalists are actually happier than silver medalists. Man, isn't mm. that weird? The opposite of what you would think. Yeah. Trending now. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. All right, Elvis Presley's daughter, Lisa Marie Presley. I've always been fascinated with her face. She's because she looks got like the Elvis? beauty of, of her mother and the, I don't the know, swagger of her dad yeah. and the sneer. I mean, and there was a plane named after her. <laughs> I can't walk. Okay. That's right. We got to tour that when we went to Graceland. That That's time, the reason you like her, because she's right. got her own. I like the name. I just liked, I've always liked her. We yeah. were we went aboard the Lisa Marie. Have you ever been on the Lisa Marie? No. The was, last time I went to Graceland, it was just a display in the parking lot. You couldn't go on it. Nah, well, it's funny, because we it was a display out. when we were there, and we climbed on board. It was air-conditioned. Ah. With its, I, only I the best for it. the king. Yeah, with its gold-plated, uh, you know, faucets and whatnot. It was weird for me with the bedroom back there at the back of the plane. It was weird. Why? To imagine what went on there? Just no, weird. No, just trying to sleep on yeah. a plane that Well, I mean, you sleep on a plane easily. Anyway, didn't it, okay, didn't so. it have TCB on the tail? I don't remember. I thought he had TCB on the tail of that plane. You taking know, care of business? Sam. <laughs> okay. Divorce documents, because she's getting divorced again, show that she is more than, Lisa Marie Presley, more than $16 million in, in the hole. Hmm. And Why, most of up? it because of unpaid taxes. She defaulted on a mortgage on a house she owns in Britain, and she owes credit card companies and attorneys right now. So it's 
you know, not good. She owes a lot of money in legal fees, like up to $500,000 in legal fees. And remember, <clears throat> the Elvis Presley estate earns, they're saying, about $20 million a year that she and her mother Priscilla get. Or they get no. some of it, yes. Well, she doesn't own it anymore, though. Didn't they sell Elvis Presley Enterprises to another company? But, and she it, still owns part of it, but she sold it. I don't it's know. It's some nasty red tape looking stuff. Well, okay, the thing, this sounds to me like a legal thing. Like, she's going to claim right bankruptcy or owes millions because she's going through a divorce and that way it'll affect what she owes and bottom line to the way to double read between the lines there sam once the divorce is over miraculously i didn't think of that i didn't think of that so you think this is maneuvering oh yeah there's another big divorce in hollywood after 14 years of marriage rebecca gayhart and eric dane confirmed that they're divorcing eric dane from Grey's anatomy fame he's one of the mixed steamy they were together for 14 years and they've oh. made the decision to split. They have two daughters, ages six and seven. And, of course, they've been open about their struggles, his addiction to painkillers, as well as his struggles with depression. So he and she are splitting up. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. All right, coming up next, Producer David, you had to ask permission again this year so you for what to buy your niece. Yes, because if I wouldn't have, I would be in big trouble. Producer David, we got to talk about what you're getting your niece, Olivia, for her birthday again uh-huh. this year. First, though, in case you missed it, we posted it on our Facebook page. It's still there. This thing you did with her, your niece, this weekend where you were cracking her up. Uh, you're talking about birthday. This is second birthday that we're talking about? Number two. <laughs> your turn. He's so funny with her, David. Teaching a little uh, gymnastics, are you? She was trying to do what you were doing. It looked like she was doing downward facing dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so she's turning two. Mm-hmm. And last year you got her what a did ball I get her? pit. Oh, yeah, yeah, the big ball pit. Mm-hmm. Right. She, never she had was it. one and didn't get it, right? Yeah. yeah. Now she she loves to play with all the balls mm-hmm. and likes, likes to jump in it and stuff. At that time, she was, yeah, she was a little too young for right. that. But. Okay, so, but they've never had any accidents in the ball pit. Though, oh, no, right? not with at her all. diaper or whatnot? No. Oh. <laughs> good, 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 good. Okay, so you yeah. said you had to ask permission this well, year? Well, yeah, because there's one thing I noticed, especially this past weekend when I, in the video when I was there, I got to my sister's house and I noticed they are in full adult parenting mode. Like there's just kid toys all over oh, yeah. the house. Like no yeah. matter how much you clean, yeah. there's just going to be stuff everywhere. And yeah. last year when I gave her that ball pit. That's something that t- it felt folded up easily. But when you open it up, it takes up a lot of space. Sure. And so of course this year, I'm online shopping. I narrowed it down to three things. And the n- one thing was like um, you, it's this floor mat, and you can like color on it. But like it'll the colors will disappear oh, within like cool. you know five minutes. Like it's always wow. water and evaporates. That would be frustrating. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> but there's no mess, so that's the good part about yeah, it. Yeah. The second thing is this little light. She loves lights, and she's you know doesn't really like baths anymore. So it's a little light up toy thing to help her calm her down in the bathtub. Yeah. Sure. Which would be great. But the one thing I really wanted to get her is this. It's a princess theme park. Party mm-hmm. this weekend, and it's this big princess play tent, and it's this big pink yes, tent that looks yes. like a castle that folds up nicely. I bet. Yes, it folds up, but whenever it's unfolded, you can play in it. It takes up a lot of space, and I yeah. know I'm like, man, so they're going to kill. And that's what I had to ask. I'm like, look, this is what I want to get. 
But I know what your house looks like. No offense right now, but it's right. already full of cluttered with stuff. Right. And I already got our giant gift last year. Like, is this okay? And my sister immediately was like, it goes with the theme. I love it. And then Ooh. I found out, she said, they're already planning in months to come. They're going to add on to their house and turn their garage into a big playroom. Nice. So they're going to, they, she doesn't care. She's like, get whatever big gifts you want. We're not worried about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's great. Yeah, they don't have much to worry about because Olivia can turn any room into a playroom. Mm-hmm. That's, That's just the way it works. Like. Yeah. Um, um, that is going to be a hit. The, the little tent house mm-hmm. is always a hit with that age. Yeah. And you're going to be able to like play peekaboo with her in that. Right. Ridiculous. She's going to love it. Coming up, Jody finds the good news today. Jody's good thing. Right, a couple of stories that are really cool that jumped out at me. One, a rescue dog who's getting children to read. Not kidding. Huh. Hey, when you're scrolling on our Facebook page today, be sure to like it. That way you'll get a notification whenever we go Facebook Live and, you know, latest little things going on. And, I'm doing uh, that you. this week, by the way, from Carpool again. Are you? Yeah. Jody's Carpool Facebook Live. I love those. I think Wednesday. You know how to do uh, your carpool ones like uh, James Gordon does. Yeah. So, somebody singing. jumps in the back seat. The back seat. Oh, you need Y'all a guest. jump in the back seat. Good. No, you want me to be a guest on your... Yeah. Well, no, no. You wouldn't be a guest because you're Murphy, but... I'm your husband. Whatever you could got, you guys could be in the back seat. Well, I wouldn't be a guest either. Fine, whatever. Well, join me for it. Then. Nah, just keep it the way. Say it good is. luck finding a face, a famous person who'll be willing to go to carpool with you, Jody. <laughs> well, maybe I could. You don't know that I couldn't. True. Good news, Jody's good thing. Okay, I came across a couple of stories I'm in love with, and I have to tell you. I need some good. Okay. Okay, this is library in Minnesota. Library, White Bear Lake Library, and they were having some trouble getting. Um, you know, the public aware and getting them in the library for the a program for four to eight year olds to go come read and mm-hmm. to be read to. So they got this adorable rescue dog, a greyhound named Sting. And if you come to library reading at this time, Sting is there with you. Wow. And so somebody. Really? Yeah. And he's a rescue dog and he hangs out at the library. And anyway, so Sting's owner. Well, Sting's owner. <laughs> works the library every time Post- you say sting i'm thinking of the police I know. what a great name for a dog yeah. anyway so she posted a picture of sting sitting alone <laughs> at the <laughs> library <laughs> going come on it's the pause to read program p-a-w-s see i'm sad i'm sorry but dogs always work they just do so anyway it went viral it got like a hundred thousand shared a hundred over a hundred thousand times and what do you think they have in the library now Four to eight-year-olds, they're reading and spending time with Sting. <laughs> and that's just cool to me. Yeah. Anytime you can get a kid interested in books, interested yeah. in reading, you improve their life. You know all the reasons. Okay? You get the kids there because there's a Better cool education. dog. Yeah. The parents show up because they think Sting is actually going to be there. Huh? <laughs> Where's Sting? Yeah. Oh, you didn't say it was a dog. I just love that story. You know? Rescue dogs. They're the, they're the secret to yeah. unlocking good things. Mm-hmm. This does get me thinking, though, about what we name our dogs. We should name our dogs after rock stars. I just figured that out. <laughs> well, we've already got five named. Many. I mean, are we planning on adding some, or are just some going to be parting ways with yeah. us? Just yeah. in the future. Uh, this is Prince, and this is Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Good news. Jody's good thing. All right, coming up next, we'd love to hear from you. Your email answered in our producer's mailbag. What's on the way, David? Well, we have one of the most personal letters I was ever written in the producer's mailbag. Wow. 
Call us anytime. We love to hear from you. 877-310-4MSJ. You can also text that number. And, of course, anytime on Facebook or Instagram. It's time for the producer's mailbag. David, what's in your bag today? Well, this message comes from listener Brittany. She actually wrote this handwritten letter to us, but she I decided to read it in the producer's mailbag for you guys. Cool. Right, cool. Thank okay. you, Brittany. Okay. She says, I just wanted to reach out and say thank you for everything you bring to the show and that I'm truly grateful. I listen to y'all every morning and even on the weekends thanks to the podcast. Wow. Your positive podcast lifts me up and when I get filled down in this crazy world. This summer was rough. After I lost my job, I went into a deep depression and my anxiety flared up. I felt lost, useless, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I am still trying to get my anxiety under control and deal with it day by day. I'm trying different outlets to release stress, but one thing that is a constant is turning on MSJ. That's an honor. I will listen to you guys in the morning on my walks with my dogs and even if I'm if, even if I'm running errands. She continues to say, I, although I am young and I hear, hear from everyone close to me that I will find my career path mm-hmm. and my feelings of uncertainty and anxiety still feel very real to me. Mm-hmm. After listening to MSJ, I know everything will work out and it will be okay, especially after hearing Sam in his fight in his fight with his own battles it reassures me that i can get through my own as well mm-hmm. says i've been thinking about going back to school and, per- and to pursue something else who knows maybe i'll go into radio gratefully <laughs> Brittany. you Brittany. there you go sam you're an inspiration Great. there i go having a positive impact on somebody again <laughs> oh bob man man Brittany, anxiety is the devil is it not i have the only only a few times in my life i've ever felt it mm-hmm. and it's real and it's and it can just take over and i've been lucky to not have that not have that well both of those so anxiety feel, and depression and yeah. to have them both at the same time mm. well one can trigger the other is what they say yeah, you know sure. being anxious can put you in that place and the depression can can do the anxiety too i think our world unfortunately is more set up for it because we have so much information we have all these expectations of ourselves and some are very superficial yeah. you know the self-pressure and all those things can make anxiety even worse you gotta find a way to like walking the dogs or do you gotta yeah. find things to help you you know um self-regulate every day and just find your center your yeah. peace whatever it is and you know i mean working with your doctor and counseling you know i mean all those things absolutely work together you do like i did you drink Ha ha, Sam. <laughs> that helps a lot. See where it didn't got it? me. Thank you so much, Brittany. Reach out anytime on Facebook or Instagram or murphysamandjody.com. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood outsider. Justin Thoreau cancels an appearance on TV tonight because maybe he doesn't want to talk about Jennifer. More about their split next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Ah, Justin Thoreau and Jennifer Aniston. More about this divorce that's it's happening. It's not called off, is it? No, they're not getting back together. Okay. Okay, in fact... Is she getting together with Brad Pitt? I mean, that's a talk. Only if you believe memes on social media. Okay, so Justin Thoreau was scheduled to be on the Stephen Stephen Colbert show tonight. Right. And he canceled the appearance. Aww. And wait, I like that, though, because he knows... How could you have him there and not talk about this announcement? And maybe he doesn't want to talk about it. Maybe he and Jennifer made a pact... To not talk about it anymore beyond their statement, right? Which is actually grown up, mature, and lovely. Well, at some point, somebody's got to go on a show and no, they know, don't do have some to. press for something. They don't have to. Oh, they'll have to do press. But yeah. you can you can state ahead of time 
hey, I don't want to talk about this, this, and this. You know that Jamie Foxx walked out of of an interview at the NBA All-Star Game the other day because someone asked him about playing basketball with Katie Holmes on Valentine's Day. I actually saw that, and I didn't think it was that big of a deal, the question. It wasn't like like crying, like, hey, are you and Katie dating? Right. It's like, hey, and you and Katie play basketball. But the reason that he would walk out on it is because if his people told all of the press there don't ask about personal stuff. Don't ask about Katie Holmes. Mm-hmm. And if somebody, you know, Big Fat did it and it bothered him, yeah. he just walked away. So the deal is Justin Thoreau canceled his Stephen Colbert appearance tonight because he maybe just doesn't want to talk about it. I'll tell you this. The property between these two, the split will be simple. Yeah. She has two homes in California. He has an apartment in New York City. And that was one of their big problems. In fact, friends close to Jennifer told People Magazine, friends, huh? <laughs> told People Magazine that... It's not a matter of, you know, if they were going to split, but when, that they had these problems in the beginning. And one of the biggest issues was where they were going to live because he is so New York and he right. never wanted to live in L.A. She's an L.A. girl and that's where she wants to be. And they had that problem before they even got married. Oh, well. Which, you know, there's a rumor circulating they never really were officially on the dotted line married. So that makes the split even more easy for them and by the way everything that she makes from friends and movies uh-huh. he can't touch that was way before him mm-hmm. coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider this morning at 7.55 Fergie apologizes for that national anthem rendition that she did the other night tell you what she said up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider and we always love to hear from you. Reach out anytime at 877-310-4MSJ. You can call or text that number. And even if you miss us, you can always leave a voicemail because we've got the 24-hour voicemail thing going there. Okay, uh, my um, plan to get the girls into the Olympics this year has halfway worked. Phoebe is all about it. She's 13 and she loves to watch the Olympics. In fact, she asked me last... Uh, anything, almost. Yeah. She likes figure skating the best, yeah. but she's pretty fascinated with uh, like the the downhill fast Lindsey Vaughn type skiing mm-hmm. don't know what you call that just skiing slalom downhill. slalom a super G yeah. all that it was crazy to watch with her um, I've enjoyed snowboarding again I had forgotten how crazy good it is um, and Taylor, who's 16, can take it or leave it. Yeah. She was there for Sean White, but... Well, some people are Summer Olympics people. Some people are Winter Olympics. And I'll tell you, I mean, I've enjoyed watching the skating with Jody. And really, the, but all the outdoor events have been pretty incredible. They are. When you start, start talking about something where it's just you and a couple of pieces of wood going 70 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. They love this luge. Oh, yeah. They can't believe how fast, and neither can I. Yeah. Every single time. Don't you time. want to have one of those in your backyard when you see that? Yeah. The, the, Just the, like the 80s. The bobsled, yes. Not the luge. That scares me to death. Yeah. Okay, anyway, I wanted to take you to the Olympics for a second to say, and this is true, apparently, according to psychologists, and, and they, they, they figured this out based on winners when they're up on the podium getting their, medal, their medals. Psychologists say that bronze medalists are actually happier than the silver medal winners. Hmm. And the reason... I think I can guess why. Can okay. I take a guess, Jody? Please go ahead. It's probably because when you're silver, you almost won yeah. the medal. Yeah. Right? Is that <laughs> the what it silver is? medalists are more likely to be thinking what could have been, I was almost gold. Yeah. And the ultimate goal when you're there is gold. Right. Yeah. Now, and the bronze winners are thinking, at least I'm on this podium. Yeah. 
it's a different perspective altogether because you mm. almost weren't on the podium. And what could have been for you was nobody knows, nobody's even talking about you. You were almost a loser like everybody else. So, silver, get, your, get your t-shirt that says proud to be number three. Yeah. It's who you're comparing yourself to. And this is a lesson in life. Yeah. Only compare yourself with yourself. Like bronze medalists are like, man, I beat that time and I'm here. You know, I'm on this board and I got this medal. And silver medalists are like True. competing them, competing with whatever, comparing themselves to the gold. What about the people that should have won gold and they wound up with a bronze? I don't know. <laughs> Coming up, Sam has music news. I'll tell you why Taylor Swift's New York neighbors just don't like her anymore. Oh, ouch. Um, coming up next, though, keep it with the Olympics. Why A-Rip, Adam Rapon, um, turned down NBC to be an Olympics correspondent while he's there and finished skating. A little bit more on the Olympics. Um, A-Rip is what they've called him. And boy, from the time I saw him skate a week ago, I was in love with Adam Rippon or Rippon. I've always said Rippon. And I've heard some people say Rippon. For Team USA, he's so funny. Mm -hmm. Um, His social media presence is hysterical and his quick wit in interviews is hysterical too. Um, Like, you know, the first time he went on the ice and skated for Team USA, right after he comes off the ice, and, um, you know, he gets interviewed right away about how nervous he was. On the ice, you see the rings. What's going through your mind and your body? Um, I want to throw up. Um, I want to go over to the judges and say, can I just have a Xanax? That's Adam. Okay? Assuming that's somebody with yeah, their phone pointing so. to the TV. Yeah, but he's just so funny. Like anytime they and they've interviewed, interviewed him a lot because he's a he's an audience favorite. Yeah, you never know what he's going to say. He's so funny. Um, even when you talk to him about anything Olympics, anything figure skating. Like, they were talking to him about how figure skaters choose their music. We're gluttons for punishment because, you know, we'll roll our eyes at somebody skating to Carmen and then on the complete flip side of that, every year we'll go to our choreographer and we'll be like, what do you think of this? It's Carmen. (laughs) Yeah, he's so funny. Did you watch him skate yet? No. His clothing is fabulous. He's hysterical. He's 28 years old um, and he did win a bronze mm-hmm. okay i said earlier that he won gold he won bronze but he's anyway so he's still there in pyeongchang but he's done skating okay. so what happens nbc is having some trouble with their ratings right and they realize that he's a favorite every time he opens his mouth you never know what he's going to say they asked him to be a correspondent and that's a smart move on their part yeah. you want more of him give him a job and he turned it down oh why well here's a couple of his um tweets about why i'm flattered that nbc wanted me to work as a correspondent for them here in pyeongchang doing this would require me to leave team usa and move out of the olympic village i don't want to do that so i declined the opportunity okay that's good and he also says i love being on team usa and representing our country my teammates were there for me during my events and now i need capital letters need to be there for them i look forward to it and i'm excited for the rest of the competition go team usa and you know what he'll have a future in it Anyway, yeah. oh my gosh, right? yeah. It, Scott this, Hamilton is still on on like a correspondent. Yeah, so of course, well, good he for will. him choosing the once in a lifetime thing to really immerse himself completely in the Team Olympics. A rep. So that's why you. That's why he would decline. That's mm-hmm. the only reason. And, and I'm sorry to hear that they're having a struggle with the Olympics because I think the coverage has been awesome. Coming up, Sam has music news. I'm gonna tell you why Taylor Swift's neighbors are uh, having problems. They don't like her moving into the neighborhood in New York City. Sam's got music news. Taylor Swift has upset some of her neighbors in New York City. 
Try to go slow here. Okay. Uh, she okay. bought a, uh, a penthouse, two penthouses, is duplex, and she had the walls knocked out and made it one big unit. Okay. Uh, she bought that, and uh, then she went and bought a townhouse next door for another $18 million. Mm. Now she's bought an apartment in the original building where she has the penthouse duplex. And so all of these neighbors said, you know, we don't really care for this because now it's going to bring the paparazzi in. They said they already have... Uh, fangirls hanging out outside the buildings and oh, really she's like they're like you know we like things quiet around here we have mm. celebrities but they're low-key celebrities and all this is going to do is bring in all the paparazzi and you know drive everybody crazy in fact they even said that whenever taylor wants to ride the elevator her bodyguards hold the elevator so nobody else in the building can ride it and they claim Ouch. it's been held up to 30 minutes before taylor gets on the elevator Oh, man. I wonder how much of that is actually true. You know, I feel their pain a little bit. I do feel the pain a little bit of that. That would be an inconvenience if that really is how it's going. Well, I know how it is here in this building. We only have five floors. Whenever the elevator's busted, (laughs) come on! You know, imagine okay. waiting a half hour yeah. for it. Yeah. So Taylor hasn't responded you yet. You live in New York, though. I mean, you can It's not. There's no seclusion. You're not going to get seclusion. Did you hear what happened to Elton John in uh, Vegas this past week? No. He got hit in the face with some beads. Oh yeah, I did hear that. I did see that. He was playing, you know, Ouch. his residency there, and he asked a bunch of the people in the front row, "Hey, come up on stage. We're playing Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting." <laughs> Yeah, and he had them all gathered around his piano. In fact, there's a video of it, and all these people, instead of watching Elton, they're watching Elton through their yeah, phones. Yeah, I know. It's like you're two feet from him. Yeah, and so somebody throws beads at him. One of the people that were up there, and they skipped off the piano and popped him in the ah. face, and that hurts. Yeah, and, I'm sorry, it hurts. You know, in in his defense, number one, it hurt, but he didn't. He's a professional. The band kept playing, and Elton, you know, he was wiping his mouth. Somebody gave him a Kleenex to dab, just because I think he, he might have made his lips a little bloody. Yeah, but then you know he could hear the band going in the background and when finally he was ready boom he picked right back <laughs> up right elton you know went on about smooth. it never said anything so very smooth yeah murphy sam and jody music news all right coming up i want to follow up from Brittany's email earlier in the mailbag okay um about when you're young and you feel this pressure to know what you're going to do no you don't it's okay let's do that next a little positive pick-me-up and uh, you know you missed it last hour jody's good thing is about a dog that's getting kids to read you would think <laughs> what a dog <laughs> he's a rescue it's dog a really, it's too. a pretty cool story with a cool name and in case you missed it you can always subscribe to the murphy sam and jody podcast okay so also last hour in the producer's mailbag Brittany wrote in that she's had a rough year but she listens to the podcast and it's uplifting and she especially identifies with you sam with all that you've come through and she's young mm-hmm. and she's dealing with some some issues and um we love hearing from you on that thank you for sending us something so personal um honored to be a part of your morning or life in any way um but when she sent that line that i'm young and i'm still dealing with this and i feel all this career pressure i'm reminded of this conversation i had with a friend the other day um her kids are older than ours Mm -hmm. murphy and she said and it's true I, i don't i don't know if i remember feeling this way or not when i was young when i say i mean older teenager or young early 20s mm. there's this need to feel like you know what you're going to do with your life and there's this pressure why why do you have to like try things you know get this job get that job try this major try this class but what what's the pressure to say i'm going to be a court reporter or i am going to be a doctor where does that 
why? Why do we feel like we have to say what we're going to do? If it really isn't your passion, you mean? Well, just I'm just, you know what I mean? I think it's mm. kind of driven by society. I mean, because maybe I, I, when I was in my junior, senior year of high school, it's yeah. like they start you, you what do start you do? applying with your ACTs and all that. It's like, what do you want to do? You know, and this isn't like five-year-old Sammy asking him, what do you want to do? I want to be a fireman. It's like, yeah. This is like, you're a senior now. What and do you, you feel what? like you need to have a good answer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, uh, you, you know, then right. you get your guidance counselor going, well, you really need to decide. Right. Well, what I would like is, and, and anytime we've talked, and Taylor's a junior next year. Our mm-hmm. Taylor is a junior next year. And so these conversations have been coming up. And as often as I can, I tell her, it's okay not to know what you want to do yet. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know that until you do some things. Or don't do some things. Yeah. And look, there are a lot of people that have degrees in one area and that isn't where their profession winds up. Right. Totally. But Um, yeah, you're right about it being we get so microfocused on the high school college part of it. I think where we have, we've got to be who we're going to be by that time. You don't have to check that box yet. That's the beginning, not the end. You don't know. I had had it in my mind uh, for years and years that I wanted to work in television. You remember that? And I interned in television and I got a job in it. And I went home crying every day. I didn't like it. <laughs> mm. And then I found you. Better guys. than here, huh? <laughs> yeah, and you can't cry on TV and make it, right? So. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Well, my two sons, Jack and Parker, are finally becoming brothers after, who 12 years. Because there's a whole lot of things going on at one time, and we don't want you to miss anything, you can subscribe to the Murphy, Sam & Jody podcast. Always catch the entire show on your schedule at your convenience, and it's free. I am so happy after my uh, recent visit with, or I guess Jack, my 14-year-old, Parker, my 12-year-old's recent visit this past weekend. That's right, Sam. You had to make the big jaunt to the school in that, didn't you? I did, and it turned out to be a guy's weekend because Maddie was on the cruise with her mom. Yeah. Um, But... After I picked Parker up and we were making the long drive back home, he told me that he had bought something for Jack, you know, while he was away at school. That's cool. Which is really cool because, you know, he has an allowance that he's given by the school. You know, mm-hmm. we give the money, they dole it out to him. So he's he doesn't have a lot of money that he has at his disposal. Right. Besides, he's 12. And for him to save <laughs> it. And he saved up some of it because it's something he bought that he knows Jack likes. And so he bought one for Jack. And about three weeks ago, Jack went somewhere and bought bought a Nerf gun for himself. And he said they were so the deal was so good that he bought one for Parker too. Cool. And it was like, man, this is finally it's brotherly love. Twelve years, and I don't know if other parents have this issue when it's a a half sibling type of thing or a blended family, but it's like finally those two seem to be brothers they seem to be you know behaving like brothers now i mean i'm not saying that they hate each other because when they're around each other it is obvious that they're brothers Mm -hmm. but it's like finally they're doing they've reached the age where they're doing stuff for each other not just coexisting or seeing them they don't every other they don't see each other as much as you would like of course yeah so yeah and i know this is a big deal coming up next month parker's off a week for his spring break and i can't wait because it's like i want now after seeing this past weekend i want to get them more together more often you know and maybe it was because it was a boys weekend i don't know this weekend without maddie in the picture but it's it's just that's exciting it's just so nice and you know, and I've always told Sammy this whenever my time comes, mm. God rest my soul, <laughs> that I want to, I want him to find a way to keep everybody together yes. somehow because it's, it's tough. I mean, yeah. I made it myself. I made the, the issue myself having kids with three different 
moms. Yes. So it is tough, and it, you know, it's nice to kind of see something like this come together. Yeah. Finally. Well, yeah. Well, you know. finally, you're seeing. I'm sure it happens in more ways than you know. Yeah. But you just saw it in the well in and, the ter- form of a Nerf gun. And it's funny you do say that, but I find out that they both text each other whenever they get a chance. And I didn't you. know that was going on. That's right. Quality time as mm-hmm. opposed to quantity. Now, if everybody would just behave. <laughs> Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood outsider. So, singer Fergie has apologized for that national anthem that was way too sultry for a national anthem. What she had to say. Coming up next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Okay, so you probably heard about Fergie's, the singer Fergie, and her national anthem at the NBA All-Star Game on Sunday night. sultry anthem. It was, yes, I mean, it was different, and it was not funny, but when you watched it back, we watched it back yesterday, a lot of the NBA players, as soon as she started to go sultry, they started looking at each other like... (laughs) What is this? So, it's in case like you're you at a jazz it, club. Here's some of it. Can you see by the And it went on that way. You're right. It is jazz clubby. Yeah. Okay, she didn't just have social media backlash. She had press backlash. I think I read a nasty article about it on ESPN.com. Right. Like, so not just social media and the public, but uh, those in the press were writing things like, what was this? It was horrible. My ears are bleeding. It was all this sad stuff. And so... You know, we heard from Fergie yesterday. She released a statement. Here's the statement. I've always been honored and proud to perform the national anthem. And Sunday night, I wanted to try something special for the NBA. I'm a risk taker artistically, but clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone. I love this country and honestly tried my best. Hmm. End quote from Fergie. It was unique. It was different. Um, What did you did you like it or not? I mean, her, her voice sounded great on it. I just didn't like the way it was delivered. And I don't like seems, that either. Not for the national anthem. Like with the Super Bowl or the NBA All-Star Game, it just seems like somewhere higher up, someone should have said, hey, I, I like what you're doing here, but However, let's stick to more traditional. Right. In rehearsals, I mean, somebody was listening to it oh, yeah. and knew well, it was going to be It's not the first time she sang it, obviously. No, it's not. Th- that, but may have been one of the first times she ever sang it in that way, because yeah. she's saying, I've done it before, but I've never done a risky rendition of it. Um, a lot. Look, it's a sacred thing to a lot of people, oh, yeah. to me too. I like I need it to be done more respectfully and more traditionally. A lot of people, and I didn't realize this in reading further, have a problem with the Jimi Hendrix version. You know, see, that one doesn't bother me. That one doesn't have a lyric that's... I've heard enough guitar versions of it that it doesn't bother right? me. And then America's favorite is still, still Whitney Houston. That'll be hard to ever live up to. It's so true. So Fergie has apologized. Coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider at 8.30 this morning, Justin Thoreau cancels a TV appearance tonight because he probably doesn't want to talk about Jennifer. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Later this hour, Jody has another Hollywood Outsider coming up. 
Okay, Sam, now that you are watching Game of Thrones, you have to know how excited in our hearts producer David and I are. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about I'm it. kind of neutral over here. <laughs> when you yeah. left the room the other day, it's like, you have to ask questions. You will enjoy it so much more if we can kind of guide you along. Not but, that it doesn't, it's not enjoyable on its own because it is ridiculous. I do have questions, but am I supposed to ask the questions or find out the way everybody finds out as you, you go? You can ask me questions and I will decide whether we should let you find out on your own or if it would help enhance your enjoyment. I'm Sometimes sure. Jody would ask me questions and I would just lie. Yeah, to he really would. throw her off. Totally would. <laughs> David's great. But you at have this. to you have to avoid every spoiler on the planet now, Sam, because yeah. you know I mean the show's been on for a while. It's well, what's funny too is I when I never watched it, Jody and David would talk all the time and Jody would go, Oh wait. I was like, I'm never gonna watch that. And so they'd just yeah. I don't even have any idea what I you know, were talking it, about. You didn't so. care. That's you like me listening. when you talk about this is us. I've y'all say who's dead, who's uh, this, and I'm just like, okay, maybe one day, but right now it's when you're not enough Kleenexes in your life. There was a crock pot. <laughs> okay, so what's your question? What is a Where- Westeros? <laughs> Are they <laughs> all Westeros? Joe, do you want to take this one? No, I want you to take it. <laughs> Westeros is like the entire, it's, it's everywhere. Everything. It's all the land. Like it's all everyone, the kingdoms. Yeah, all the kingdoms. There's a seven kingdoms that make up Westeros. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, I did not know That's that. Not did huge. they actually reference that in season one and I missed it? I they oh, throw yeah. that in every now and then. Westeros. And it's like, wait, who are it's Westeros? It's the world you're it's dealing world, with. Yeah. Okay. And okay. why? what are the seven kingdoms? Are these just the like. The seven different. Uh, like, I mean, does uh, everybody eventually come into play here or do we like ignore three of the kingdoms? Um, most of them come into play. Everyone's been, yeah, everyone gets mentioned, I believe. But man, yeah. this is where. I lack because I haven't read all the How books. many episodes are you in now? Uh, six. Wow. In season one? Yeah. Wow. Okay. What? Not far from finishing. At the end of the first uh, season, you're going to be so hooked. I was going to make a wisecrack about the last episode, but I'm not going to do that. So. Don't. We're not going to spoil anything for anyone who's never watched it. I and, do believe that some of the kingdoms are obviously more forefront and others are are, are in the background. Right. But mm-hmm. you're going to know of all of them for sure. And Okay. The White Walker thing here. Yeah, what about them? Because I know you you guys just finished season eight. Yeah, we're still learning. The White Walkers are still coming. Yeah. I mean, do they... They're an enemy. Okay. I mean, everybody's just afraid of them, but they never do anything. Well, they're they're stuck behind the wall right now. They can't get past the wall. Thanks to the mighty wall. Okay. Don't you worry about those yet. You got another five seasons, six seasons to go, so eventually they show up for you, Sam. Welcome to the world of Westeros. All right. Why is everybody in a panic if they got a wall? Quit worrying about it. Hey, when you're scrolling on our Facebook page today, be sure to like it. That way you'll get a notification whenever we go Facebook Live and, you know, latest little things going on. And, I'm doing uh, that you. this week, by the way, from Carpool again. Are you? Yeah. Jody's Carpool Facebook Live. I love those. Think Wednesday. You know how to do uh, your carpool ones like uh, James Corden does. Yeah. So, somebody jumps in the back seat. The back seat. Hey, you Y'all can jump in the back seat. Could. Yeah, you want me to be a guest on your... Yeah. Well, no, no. You wouldn't be a guest because you're Murphy. But... I'm your husband. Whatever you could got, you guys could be in the back seat. Well, I wouldn't be a guest either. Fine, whatever. Well, join me for it. Then. Nah, just keep it the way. Say it good is. luck finding a face, you know, a famous person who'll be willing to go to carpool with you, Jody. <laughs> well, maybe I could. You don't know that I couldn't. True. Good news, Jody's good thing. Okay, I came across a couple of stories I'm in love with, and I have to tell you. I need some good. Okay. Okay, this is library in Minnesota. Library, White Bear Lake Library, and they were having some trouble getting. Um, you know, the public aware and getting them in the library for the a program for four to eight-year-olds to go come read and mm-hmm. to be read to. So they got this adorable rescue dog, a greyhound named Sting. And if you come to library reading at this time, Sting is there with you. Wow. And so somebody... Really? Yeah, and he's a rescue dog and he hangs out at the library. And anyway, so Sting's owner... Well, Sting's owner... <laughs> 
works the library. Every time Post- you say Sting, I'm thinking of the police. I know. What a great name for a dog. Yeah. Anyway, so she posted a picture of Sting sitting alone <laughs> at the <laughs> library <laughs> going, come on, it's the pause to read program, P-A-W-S, right. pause to that. read program. It's cute, yeah. See, I'm, I'm sorry, but dogs always work. They just do. So anyway, it went viral it got like a hundred thousand shared a hundred over a hundred thousand times and what do you think they have in the library now four to eight year olds they're reading and spending time with sting <laughs> and that's just cool to me yeah anytime you can get a kid interested in books interested yeah. in reading you improve their life you know all the reasons okay you get the kids there because there's a better cool education. dog yeah. the parents show up because they think sting is actually going to be there <laughs> yeah. huh? where's sting yeah. oh you didn't say it was a dog i just love that story you know rescue dogs they're the they're the secret to yeah. unlocking good things mm-hmm. this does get me thinking though about what we name our dogs we should name our dogs after rock stars i just figured that out <laughs> well, we've already got five named. Many. I mean, are we planning on adding some, or are just some going to be parting ways with yeah. us? Just yeah. in the future. Uh, this is Prince, and this is Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Good news. Jody's good thing. All right, coming up next, find out why bronze medalists in the Olympics are actually happier than the people who win the silver medal. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Justin Thoreau. Maybe you didn't even know who he was until he was married to Jennifer Aniston. Now Honestly, you know forever. You're funny you say that, but I didn't know who he was. Yeah, I had to be shown a picture and I was like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so he I guess was, he goes back to that now. I uh, used to be married to Jen. Yeah. No, he's made a name for himself, yeah. right? Well, he's it got just some happens, big roles, yeah. It just happens to be that he was married to her and that's ginormous. Okay, so he was set, Justin Thoreau, to be on the Stephen Colbert show tonight. And it's been like, you know, in the the schedule, in the works for a long time. And he has canceled it. He Mm -hmm. canceled the interview, which seems to me like they don't want to talk about it. And he knows he's going to be asked. You can't go on a show like that right now and not at least mention it. And it would be the big white elephant in the room or whatever to not mention it. So he canceled it. And by the way, he didn't just cancel the appearance. Apparently, he's the one who pulled the plug on the relationship. Not that they didn't have problems forever, especially about where to live. She's an L.A. girl. He's a New York man. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. There's a new uh, survey rolling around or a study that says that uh, email is... Uh, not finding as much use nowadays as it used to have. Okay, Why? not finding as much use. Uh, and it's mainly to blame or to be the finger to be pointed at millennials because millennials like using other quicker forms of text, confirmation, or you know, yeah, text, Snapchat, and all Messenger. that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, on the daily, sure. But sometimes you in in a professional world, you need email documentation of things, don't you? Wow, you yeah, sound you like do. Murphy there. Well, I mean, and I've been living with him for a long time. And you can't really organize and save text. I know there's some True. apps that you know make it a little bit easier, but I mean, for me, if I've read the text and it's gone, yeah. it's gone. Is there you know? a way to go back and mark it as unread? You know, so they need to come up with a way to make texts unread. I think you know? some apps do that. I don't know if mine. I use Textra, which makes Jody crazy. We just use the stock app, Murphy. <laughs> I know. I've got four texting apps. <laughs> you do. And by the way, I did take a survey of the room here from our millennial, yeah. uh, producer Bailey. Yes. And he says, yeah. It's funny because he doesn't when, check his email. whenever I send him emails on the company email, oh, I know. I've always got to say the next day, did you, did you get you my email? Did you check your email? I do yeah. that too. Uh, he no. doesn't check email. Yeah. He, we need to know that because mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's important. <laughs> Too many forms of communication. Yeah. You know what? I wonder if there are businesses that like right in there. What do you call that? Protocol or what is it? Your employee manual. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our prime method of communication is text or it's email. Right. Please check it every day. We need to yeah. send Bailey an email about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Right, singer Fergie has apologized for the national anthem rendition that was way too sultry. What she had to say coming up next. All right, singer Fergie, formerly, formerly of the Black Eyed Peas, has apologized for her sultry rendition of the national anthem on Sunday night at the NBA All-Star Game. If you did not hear it, it's as sultry as you heard that it is. Yeah, turn your lights down and uh, light a candle. Okay. Can you see? Not so bad here. By the yeah. Right. It's very Santa What's baby. So yeah. And it did continue that way and people in the in the house there were looking at each other like what what's going on here? Okay, and a lot of people are very well look, we're particular about our national anthem. Uh, yeah. I think it's pretty sacred. I I need it to be done you know, respectfully. Right. But there are a lot of songs that you can put your own spin on and do your own riff. But right. the, the anthem's one of those ones where it's like it's the anthem. Exactly. Sing it. So Fergie and that this this social it wasn't just a social media backlash it was in the press too i mean some you know legitimate outfits are like what are you what did she do this is right. horrible so she released a statement yesterday here's what she said i've always been honored and proud to perform the national anthem and sunday night i wanted to try something special for the nba i'm a risk taker artistically but clearly the rendition didn't strike the intended tone mm-hmm. i love this con- this country and honestly i tried my best so that was a, that's a good statement from Fergie. Thank you, Ferg. More music is coming up to help you get through this busy workday. And we invite you to come hang out with us a little bit longer after the show in the Murphy, Sam & Jody podcast. Yeah, we're going to try to help producer David help his sister understand that a house full of toys is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm.